City Real Talk brought to you by KCRAR. Producer Amber here, and I just wanted to jump in to give a quick introduction for this episode. As you can tell, this one is a little different. We don't have Bobby and Alex on because we've got a special episode for you. Instead of a guest interview like we typically have, we're bringing you Jill McCarthy's session from the KCRAR commercial forecast event, which was held just a couple weeks ago. Jill is the Senior Vice President of Corporate Attraction for KCADC. KCADC may be a familiar name to those of you who've been listening to our show for a while because back in 2019, we had KCADC's CEO, Tim Cowden, on the podcast. And I would say go back and listen to that episode if you haven't, but given the nature of the subject, it is a little outdated. Tim talked about stuff like the possible upcoming Sprint T-Mobile merger, which as we all know is now old news. That's a done deal. And it's been that way for quite a while, but that was just one of the things that he talked about on that episode. So if you want to go back and listen to it, I think all the episodes are great, but understand if you don't. Anyway, Jill's session from the commercial forecast event is all about what the future of Kansas City holds, especially as it pertains to corporate attraction. Obviously, this is relevant to commercial real estate, but even if you're not a commercial practitioner, I still think that the information she talked about in her session is really valuable just to the real estate world in general and also just to our community here in Kansas City. So let's jump right in. You're going to hear the quick introduction she received live at the event, which will tell you more about her. And then you'll be hearing from Jill McCarthy, Senior Vice President of Corporate Attraction for the Kansas City Area Development Council. It is now my pleasure to introduce our next speaker, Jill McCarthy. In her role as Senior Vice President of Corporate Attraction at the KCADC, Jill uses her 30 plus years of experience driving new business, talent attraction, and capital investment to KC's 18 county, 50 plus city by state region. She's responsible for the implementation of strategic initiatives, directing more deal flow to the KC region. A 2018 honoree of the KCBJ Women Who Mean Business, Jill holds leadership positions at Crew, ULI, and the KC Tech Council. We're very pleased to have her here with us this afternoon to update, update us on the exciting activities at the KCADC. Thanks for being here, Jill. Thanks, John. I appreciate it. Really appreciate the invitation and uh, love to speak to this group. We covered a little bit about what is KCADC. You know, we're a not-for-profit um, organization that represents both sides of the state line. You mentioned 18 counties. We're more than 50 cities. And we focus on new business attraction and talent attraction to the region. And while we have some public um, funds, the majority of our funding comes from the private sector. So we're more corporate-led when it comes to our economic development efforts. Um, you know, we're really focused, like I mentioned, on bringing in new companies and talent, and also about just enhancing the awareness of the Kansas City region. So we market out the Metro's assets, um, whether that is lifestyle, whether it is industry sectors, whether it is on available property. Um, we have a lot of portals where we're pushing information across the country, sometimes across North America and occasionally globally to, again, raise our profile and promote the Kansas City region as a business and lifestyle location. Um, 
You know, what we also work to do, a lot of times when we start working with a client, they have no idea if they're, you know, if they're in Kansas, if they're in Missouri, um, you know, it's just really Kansas City to them. And, and when we say KC, we mean the region as well. And often they start at this 20,000 square foot or 20,000 square foot, 20,000 foot level. And they're just trying to understand most often workforce first, because, um, you know, a lot of it is about people at this point. And as that funnel narrows down and they start to look at where's our good fit and where's our tax fit and where's the training fit and where are educational assets, where are the real estate um, you know, fits for us, whether it's office or industrial or a build to suit. And, and we help them narrow that focus, but we also work to make sure that we're representing everyone equally. And then we're there to advocate for the client to make sure that we're facilitating that whole process on their behalf. And, um, you know, it's worked pretty well. We're coming up, I think, on our 45th uh, anniversary as an organization. And um, we've been long well-respected as a regional group across the United States. We do cover, um, like I said, the 18 counties. The MSA actually is 14 counties, so we expand out a little bit beyond. And um, the population in Kansas City, the MSA population is 2.2 million. And when you pick up some of our extra counties, you're at 2.5 million population for our footprint. Our labor force is just about 1.2 million. And, and that number keeps moving a little bit, little down, little up, little down, little up. And, um, you know, we tend to oftentimes follow the U.S. average when it comes to growth, when it comes to unemployment. Right now, the latest number for the U.S., the national unemployment average was 6.7%. In the Kansas City metropolitan area, it's 4.4%. And so, again, labor has become tight, and we all, we all know that. Um, you know, Ted talked about gains in really year over year and certainly leisure and hospitality. When you think about last year when everything shut down, leisure and hospitality were hit so hard. And this year, when you look at year over year gains, we're actually about 21, 22% above where we were last year. And nationally, that gain is about 17%. When it comes to professional and business services, um, we are just about 6.4% and at the national level, 5.6. Trade, transportation, and utilities gained um, really about the third next highest number of jobs. And that was 3.3% in Kansas City, 3.3% nationally. And then when you look at manufacturing, Kansas City added almost 6,000 jobs and the gain was 7.4%. And that's 3% nationally. And that kind of really goes in line with some of the projects that we saw last year that came into Kansas City, um, Melaleuca and BoxyCharm and Chewy and Dots Pretzels and um, Pretzels Inc. And so we saw a lot in the manufacturing sector looking at Kansas City. In fact, last year, um, I think almost all of our projects that moved from active to a successful project were in the industrial sector. So they were either e-commerce or logistics or air freight um, or manufacturing. And in manufacturing, we saw 
our greatest gains were in food and beverage. Um, one of the really neat things I've always thought about Kansas City is that if you if you look at the pie chart around industries and you look at Kansas City's pie chart and then you look at the pie chart for the United States, we're almost a mirror image. And really what that means for us is that we have great diversity when it comes to our industry. And we also have what we call predictability and a little bit of stability for clients evaluating our market. They know that, you know, if you're in one industry sector, um, you just have opportunities for your workforce, for partnerships, for collaboration throughout other industry sectors because they don't all move generally up or down at the same time. Um, this year, we have had a couple of office successes. We had one in cybersecurity, um, which was a great project we've worked on for quite some time. And we had another one in customer service. Um, T-Tech is um, a company that basically is in finance and insurance and you know they're hiring 450 people in Kansas City. And I think what we're seeing really most on the office side is that clients are trying to determine what size office do they want or do they need. Um, you know, you might have somebody that initially they came in and they said, hey, we're looking at 50,000 square feet, we'll have 500 people. Um, and, and then it's maybe we need 10,000 square feet because we're going to do a hybrid workforce. People will never be in the office altogether at the same time. And then we have a few that are saying, well, maybe we need 75,000 square feet because we want to create more space for our individuals. And even though most of our office projects are talking about a hybrid workforce, um, there are very few that are looking to set up new operations that um, will have everybody all hands on deck in, in the office. Um, but they do, they're very concerned about space and about the quality of, of workflow for the employee. And, you know, that's, that's something that we're seeing. I would also say for KCADC, you know, again, we only do new, we're not really working on expansion projects um, in the region, but we're where our numbers last year, let me see, I've got them. We had, uh, we brought in $123 million in new payroll um, almost 3,300 new jobs and nearly 900 million in capital investment. So a couple of those manufacturing plants had really big CapEx that went along with that. Um, this year, we're, we're chugging along, but we're not quite at those same numbers yet. Now the year's not over yet, but we're looking at payroll at about 73 million currently, so 73 to last year's 123, almost 124. And then this year, currently, we have about 237 million capital investment. And that's far different from, you know, almost 900 million last year. However, I'll also say we have a couple of um, large data center projects in the works. And each of those projects has the opportunity to be upwards of $200 billion dollars. Um, for each campus. And so that's an extraordinary impact that I see on the horizon for 2022 in Kansas City. 
I'd also say, you know, last year we did a lot of virtual site visits. We still have some virtual site visits. Had a client in last week from the UK. They were here for two and a half days, but we had two prior site visits with them and they were full day Zoom site visits. And I truly believe that with Zoom and the ease of showcasing your market and shortlisting sites, you know, why would you come um, and come out and visit 10 sites or 12 sites or even seven sites when you can do that first round by Zoom and shortlist and then really get a good sense of where you want to be and what fits with your model and then move forward with an in-person site visit. And we're really, we're seeing more site visits um, in person. We had a couple last week. We had um, a couple this week. I have another one tomorrow. Um, so it, activity is high. One of the things that we always say is activity is not achievement. You know, it doesn't, um, you can do a lot of activity and it may or may not put something into the win column. You have to work through the whole process, but at the same time, you don't get to achievement without activity. And so we're really happy to see those site visit numbers um, peak up. And so I feel like we're primed for success. Um, we'll have a few more this year that we have in our pending column. And then I think our 2022 um, pipeline is just fantastic. You know, one of the things that we saw most recently, um, I think Cushman and Wakefield brought out their industrial market beat report and indicated that Kansas City has more than 12,000 square feet of industrial space under construction and about eight and a half million square feet of that space is spec. And I know our team is tracking that about 15 million square feet of industrial space will come online in Kansas City in 2021. So we've been um, able to really fill a lot of that space as it has come online. And I feel good about the opportunities um, as we keep going. You know, um, one of the things I think that um, Derek and John and Allison had asked me to cover would be what are some of the strengths of the Kansas City region? What are some of the things, you know, that we're seeing, we talked a little bit about? And, uh, and of course, maybe if there's a super secret, something I can share that won't be that super secret, but maybe through a code name, we can share a couple of things before we sign off today. Um, but, you know, I think one of the things that we pitch often to our clients is that Kansas City has this amazing entrepreneurial spirit you know, it's it's kind of embedded in the way we work and the way we operate. We're known for being great workers, for being friendly, for being open, for being collaborative. And um, it our clients always remark about our ability to put a team at the table and to have everybody in the room that's that can answer a question. So it's not a, oh, well, we'll get back to you on that. And I don't know about that one. And, and so really it's about building that team up front and making sure we're servicing the client. But part of that is that entrepreneurial spirit. And I think we're really doers and innovators and, and that bodes well for a lot of our core industries. And so I think about at KCADC, some of our initiatives and, you know, you've probably heard of the Kansas City Smart Port and um, you know, when it comes to Smartport, Kansas City has amazing strengths when, when you're talking about moving products or 
um, manufacturing? And then, you know, how do you get your in product in? Where do you put your final product out? And, you know, we're the largest rail center by tonnage. We have more foreign trade zone space so that um, somebody can manufacture a product and not pay taxes on anything that gets wasted or pushed aside only on the final product when it comes out of a foreign trade zone. We also have the ability to move foreign trade zones within about a 45-day timeline, which is extraordinary. And um, we do have more foreign trade zone space than anywhere else in, in the United States. We have great connectivity when you think about our interstates that come through this entire region. When you think about the uptick in barge traffic, when you think about air access, and I think we're the largest um, air transit center for product within a six state region, and that continues to grow. Amazon Air um, came in, gosh, I think at the beginning of this year, UPS added to their air services at the end of last year. And so we're just seeing that as a growing industry as well. Um, and then we have five class one rail lines. I mentioned a little bit earlier how big food and beverage is in Kansas City. I don't think I noted that I think we have over 660 food and beverage companies and we're number eight for food and beverage market growth um, over the last three years for the United States. And yet we're number 30 when it comes to population size. And so again, food and beverage, food safety, that kind of runs into animal health and the Kansas City Animal Health Corridor. When you talk about food safety and you talk about, um, you know, really just being able to move it shorter distance as well, you know, so you know where your food's coming from at all times. Um, the Animal Health Corridor, they just released their latest numbers where the AHC now represents 56% of the total worldwide animal health diagnostics and pet food sales. And so that means that, you know, 50%, 56% of the global companies have a presence in the Kansas City region in, in those sectors within the animal health industry. And we expand our 18 county footprint when it comes to animal health. We pick up centers of excellence around um, you know, K-State and Manhattan, the National Bio-Agro-Defense Facility from Columbia, Missouri, Mizzou, Emporia State, and then also Northwest Missouri State in Maryville. So we have the largest concentration of animal health com companies um, anywhere in the world. There's also a big focus within animal health on education, on training, on research collaboration, advocacy, and that expands out across multiple states in the Midwest. One of our other initiatives is Team KC, which is life plus talent. So it's really about um, recruiting people, talent, um, selling the lifestyle amenities, but then also helping companies when they're trying to recruit someone from a coast or from India or from London or wherever they're coming in from, you know, we're giving them the opportunity and the materials that they need to be able to sell Kansas City. So, you you know, we like to say oftentimes you look at a company like Hallmark or Garmin, 
they know how to sell their company and we're helping them then to also sell the region. There are a lot of materials through Team KC that help to attract, retain, and develop top talent. Um, you know, we really walk side by side with about 1,200 HR professionals in the Kansas City region to help them make sure they have everything that they need to find success and to provide a sense of community to individuals coming in. And then we also have um, a program that is set up to provide job assistance to any trailing partners, spouse, adult, child, what, what have you, you know, so oftentimes you might bring in an employee and if they have family members that come in with them and they don't find a job, um, you know, you just think about that. Whoever came in for the job, they go home and you hear kind of that want, want, in your ear every night that I'm unhappy and I don't have friends and I'm not connected. And so that's part of what Team KC does as well. And I don't know if you've seen the KC Options Magazine, it's on our website, thinkkc.com. Um, but KC Options is viewed annually in more than 46 countries. So it's really become an amazing recruiting tool and telling the story of Kansas City um, globally. Another initiative that has been about three years in the making is the National Security Crossroads. And you might think about um, the, the depth of federal employees in the Kansas City region. We have about 40,000 federal employees that does not include um, military or contract workers. And so it's something that's a great strength for us we worked with both governors in Kansas and Missouri to put together a coalition across all of Kansas and all of Missouri. And in kind of, I guess about the end of September, both Governor Kelly and Governor Parson um, together announced the launch of the National Security Crossroads, nationalsecuritycrossroads.com as a bipartisan and multi-state initiative to raise the awareness and grow national security missions in Kansas and in Missouri. And it's meant to really provide agility and resiliency and cross federal collaboration. So you think about, you know, uh, the work of the NNSA and they'll bring contractors in from all over the world while they're looking for partners to do different components or to create new measures that fit within their portals. And so that's something that we're able to do with the NSC. Um, we have a project right now that's based um, out of Europe. They're looking to bring and start a new wholly owned uh, US subsidiary in the United States. We started as one of about 50 um, communities that were part of the initial RFI. And now we're one of three and a big piece of that is the ability to collaborate on the military level. And we've been able to use the National Security Crossroads to connect some of the assets that we needed. And hopefully we'll be able to announce that project at the end of the year as well as a success. And so, you know, I feel like we have great strengths to talk a little bit about e-commerce, about distribution, advanced manufacturing, you know, we talk about food and beverage, but automotive is huge in Kansas City. 
we're seeing a lot more on the e-vehicle side, whether it's component battery manufacturing or, um, you know, you think about the electronics of a car. So the semiconductor manufacturing, we're just, um, we're promoting that and we're seeing a lot of response in that area. Little slow still, I think I mentioned on the office side, a lot of our strengths there are in financial services, insurance, shared services, customer service. And then the other thing that we're really seeing um, that strong uptick in would be cybersecurity. We're seeing mentioned the financial services, but really FinTech. And so more um, online services and, and safety and then 5G growth, certainly the merger between Sprint and T-Mobile has been good for our region. Um, we've seen a lot of influx of individuals who raised their hand in Seattle and said, you know, I want to be in Kansas City. And really that 5G technology growth will be done here in Kansas City in partnership with a lot of our engineering firms. And then healthcare and government is um, another big initiative in the Kansas City region where we're seeing, seeing some pretty good growth. Um, gosh, one of the other things that we're doing that's new for us this year um, is utilizing a database that was initially created for mergers and acquisitions. And so when we look at that database, we can follow the money, we can follow the growth, we can see the leadership for select companies. And when we first started reaching out through this particular database, um, you know, we could put in and say, in the state of California, how many K-State graduates um, are part of a C-level executive team in financial services, fintech, technology, um, and, and healthcare. And, you know, it would spit out a hundred names. It was just crazy. And so we're using some of that um, outreach to identify individuals that have some familiarity with this area. And we're hitting all of the colleges in Kansas and Missouri and really just creating a campaign to say, you know, you might've known KC then, here's KC today, this is what Kansas City looks like. Um, we might be a good fit for you. And just to start a soft sell relationship build there. We're doing something similar when it comes to um, the KC Heartland. So I don't know if you've been on kc.org, but it's all about lifestyle. It's about attracting talent. It's about hitting up individuals who have familiarity with Kansas City, but they're living in a high co cost market and they don't have to anymore because maybe they're working remotely or maybe they are looking for a new job and this is an opportunity for them to come our way as well. Um, you know, I don't know if anybody has paid attention to a lot of the lighting around town this week where we're kind of in the FIFA blue. If you if you see downtown in the early morning or in the evenings after the sun goes down, downtown is, is blue. The whole FIFA team is in Kansas City. Um, some of them came last night. A lot of them came this morning. They'll be here through um, the women's soccer game tonight, and then they depart. The numbers I've heard have been a little bit different. Um, we talked to a member of the FIFA team last week, 
And they were saying that we're currently one of 16 um, finalist cities for host cities for the big World Cup in 2026. And um, 10 will be selected. But today, I think I read in the paper, it's 17 and 11. So whether it's 10 and 16 or 17 and 11, we want to make the cut down to that next group. And um, one of the other things I think that was really, truly interesting, and I wrote the, the numbers down, when you talk about a Super Bowl, there's about $300 million of direct spending and between five and $600 million in economic impact. You know, we've got the NFL draft coming in 2023, right after the airport opens. And they talk about that is $224 million in economic impact and $133 million in direct spend. Being a host city for FIFA is more than $620 million in economic impact and about $350 million in direct spend. And a lot of that is international dollars coming in. And so it's something we're working hard toward, um, certainly something that we hope we can announce a success for that. They'll announce those in early 2022, I believe. So happy to entertain any questions. Um, I know I talked about some of what's coming. I guess I could tell you, we've got a couple of, you know, we've got a Fortune 100 health and wellness company that will be announcing um, really a micro fulfillment center, about 100,000 square feet, 200 jobs. We have another international plastics injection molding operation that'll be about 250,000 square feet, not that many jobs, but a really good, good project for us, that site visit. Um, it's moved along very quickly. Their first in-town site visit was in August and, and um, we're in final negotiations for that. We have a fun little tech project called Get Smart, um, which is a code name. It's not the company name. And they're going to open a hundred percent workforce um, center and really focused on technology, financial services and technology. Project Homes is an advanced tech manufacturing where they'll have clean rooms, dry rooms, very specialized. You know, they're, they're creating semiconductors and gamma rays and spectrometers. And so I feel like we've got a lot of things in our pipeline. We have about 86 open projects at this time. Um, you know, we typically land between 15 and 20 a year. Um, projects can take anything from really fast project would probably be six months. The average is probably 18 to 24 months to land a project to work through the process. But I think I have nothing but high hopes for Kansas City moving forward, frankly. That's great. Well, thank you for, for all of that information. And, and uh, it does look like we got a couple questions for you here. Um, one is as it relates to the lack of Class A office space in the downtown area. Has that been a deterrent for some of the, you know, pure office uh, groups that have taken a look at Kansas City? I'd say definitely in the past it has been. Um, you know, right now I think office is still trying to figure out what what they need and what they want. Um, there are a few things I look at, like the fourteen hundred KC. I look at. Um, Shoot, I'm not going to get them all, but you know, there are several like Lightwell and the Copacan building, 
um, that have done so much to refurbish their facilities that they, they are new, beautiful class A space. We've got other buildings being built around the region. And it's interesting because, you know, some, some clients will come in and they want the urban core and they might look suburban, but they're really focused on the urban core. And then we'll have other clients come in and they're fully focused on suburban markets. And, you know, I look at Lee Summit and Overland Park and Lenox and some of the others, you know, Liberty's making some big changes in their downtown. So that's important to a client when they're coming in with a bigger office component. I know we've had some projects in the past that would be between a thousand and 1500 jobs. And the fact that they didn't have, you know, buildings in progress, you know, going up um, the 46 Penn building on the plaza, beautiful, you know, example of that. But you can go to Atlanta and there's seven going up and you go to Nashville and there's five buildings in process. And so, um, yeah, not, not having some going up and just being built in progress the 1400 KC is the one that comes to mind right now. And I'm certain I'm missing some, so please don't slay me with that. Um, you know, we've got an amazing research team. I think Leslie Johnson's on this call. She's our guru of real estate for KCADC. And so she keeps us all straight all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the other questions was thoughts on how the airport expansion and the new single term terminal, how that's going to affect your guys's business moving forward. It's huge. I can't even begin to tell you how many times um, we have a client that comes in and, you know, they either have absolutely hated the old airport. I mean, we've lost projects because they've basically said we could never bring our clients through this airport. Um, to the excitement around the new terminal. And um, again, uh, the consultant that came with the group out of the UK last week, he talked about it right out of the gate. He said, you know, it was great to see that going up from the sky when we flew in. I can't wait. This is not a project I would have brought here um, if that wasn't in the works. And so it is your front door, it's your back door. Um, I think there was some commentary about individuals that that are giving up the, hey, I got dropped to the curb. I was in my door in 10 minutes. And honestly, that doesn't happen quite like that anymore anyway. Um, as a frequent flyer, I can tell you it's a terrible airport to fly out of. And the airport team would tell you the same. And so there is great expectation. Kathy Nelson, uh, a week or so ago, um, she spoke to our women in development and she said, you know, there would not be um, the NFL draft if, if not for the new airport. You know, it's the airport will open before the draft gets here. And, um, you know, there are a lot of things. I don't think we'd be on the FIFA list if not for the new airport. The, you know, you think about some of the big league sports that come in. The airport makes all the difference, really does. I wish they'd double time it. Let's just get it open. That's right. I know it. I know it. Um, and then lastly, there was a question basically just asking what role KCRIR, both residential and commercial, is there anything that we can do um, to assist you guys while you're working with these other companies? 
Yes. You know, we lean on Kip a lot. Um, he's been spectacular. I think about, um, you know, the USDA and the relocation of the ERS and the NIFA headquarters out of DC to Kansas city. And I mean, Kip was instrumental. We always need information about, um, residential real estate, about what's happening, where our rates are. We always need information, um, again, on the office and industrial and, and right now, I think beyond the fact that workforce is tight, so is housing. Um, you know, when you're trying to attract individuals and, and I think some of the people that are coming in are probably creating some of this boost, you know, when they're willing to just all go all cash and pay, you know, another $50,000 or whatever above asking price, but not having enough quantity um, of housing is a little bit challenging for us right now. So we always stay close to you and your team to, to understand what's going on. And like I said, we, we reach out to Kip quite frequently and rely on his good information to be able to pass that back to our clients. So yeah. really appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, we really appreciate you, uh, spending the time this uh, afternoon with us, uh, really appreciate uh, you and your colleagues everything that you guys do for for uh, the Kansas City region so thank you Jill thank you happy to be here today <laughs>